Today we're going to continue to talk about worship. Last week, if you weren't here, we talked about worship and how God um, is our source of worship and he supplies our worship. See, we are to respond to God. Really, our worship isn't anything that we uh, make up ourselves. If it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be able to worship. For he is our source, and he is worthy of our worship. But see, worship is easy when we get what we want. Amen? (laughs) It is. It's easy to approach God whenever you get what you want. Maybe it's easy for you to connect and worship God whenever you, uh, you know, are worshiping with the, the way that you prefer to worship, right? Last week, I talked about how it didn't matter where I was, really. It didn't matter if we were singing hymns, if we were singing guitar music, if we were singing piano music, if we were singing modern-day K-Love music, or even if we were in Africa, in the middle of a drum circle, I could still worship God. But sometimes it's tougher. You know, it's a little bit challenging to connect at times. But God wants us to worship Him no matter what because it's our response to Him. It's our response back to Him, both personal and corporate, for who He is and for what He has done and what He will continue to do. But we even talked about how It doesn't matter if God stopped answering our prayers. We prayed and God stopped answering our prayers. If God said, I am not going to be involved, He would still be worthy of our worship. Now we know we have a God who is very active and involved in our lives. That when we do pray, He does listen. But He is still worthy no matter what. Because of what he's even done in the past. But we know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But see, let's go deeper than that. Let's go even deeper. Sure, we we can respond to God. We can worship him when it's easy. But what about whenever it's tough? What about in the trials, whenever it's really thick and you just like, you feel the weight of life on top of you? Can you still worship God? Whenever you feel like you have walked through the valley of the shadow of death. When you feel like uh, Satan's all around and just, you know, the trials and he's just after you. Can you still worship God? It's not easy. But our challenge is to still worship God on the mountaintop or the valley low. When life's easy and even in the, when life is hard. When it's challenging. You've heard me say it. And y'all will say it over and over again. And one day y'all will probably be able to say it yourself and get it. Life is hard. And the Christian life is even harder. It is hard. It is tough. If anybody ever told you that it was easy. That you say a prayer. And you turn to Jesus. And start following him. And it was going to be easy. If they said that. They gave you a distorted view of God. They gave you a distorted view of the Christian life. For it is not easy. It's not easy. But it's good. 
popular preachers love, especially uh, televangelists these days. You, you'll hear them get on the, the uh, TV or you'll hear them on the radio and they'll preach this gospel that says, if you pray this prayer, you start following Jesus, then God is going to give you all these many blessings. And they start talking about all these material things like a car and a, a, a beautiful wife and a nice house with a picket white fence with a dog and, and kids and, and all these things. But I'm here to tell you, that's not gospel. That is not gospel. That is a prosperity gospel that really is no gospel at all. The blessings that God gives is not always material things. But what He does promise you is love, of joy, of peace. All these different things, the fruits of the Spirit. He promises that He will never leave you nor forsake you. Sure, we might be blessed with material possessions. Glory to God. But sometimes we won't. Sometimes we might not. Sometimes we might be poor. But God still blesses. I've been in many places. Been in inner cities around the country. I've been out overseas in Uganda and Haiti. I can tell you this. When I've encountered brothers and sisters in Christ over there, they really get it. They don't have the material blessings. They don't have the prosperity gospel that is preached in America. But what they have is a gospel that is so rich and true. And they're in, in their huts, mud, floors, tent, houses. But yet they praise Jesus every day. There's a lot that we can learn from the rest of the world. When it comes to that. Our worship and our response to God shouldn't change no matter what life throws at us. No matter how tough it is. No matter how the valley is low and deep. And, or even if we're on top of the mountaintop. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter if you're rich. It shouldn't matter if you're poor. It shouldn't matter who you are. Your response should be the same. Is it easy? No. But the response should be the same. Because our worship is our response back to God. For He is worthy. Our trials, our pain, our struggles should make us stronger. But so many of us, we don't learn from that. We don't grow in that. We don't, our faith isn't grown in that because we tend to just say, Oh, take it away from me. Take me out of it. We fear those times, those hard times. But I'll tell you what, whenever I read the scriptures, especially I see the early church and how they followed after Jesus Christ and did everything that he taught them to do. I saw a group that was so passionate, so sold out for Jesus Christ that they were willing to give their life up for him. And we're called to do that. Not my will, but his be done. In our world, we... We have famous people. <laughs> you know, you watch the news, you watch the t television, you watch movies. We have famous people. Most of those famous people you look at and you think, man, they, they just, they got it. Like, they, they just have all this and that just like was given to them. In some, in some cases, that may be true. But there's a lot of people in pop culture that had to go through struggle to get to where they were. 
just like many of you. You had to go through struggles to even get to where you are today. But let's look at popular culture. Lucille Ball. She was dismissed from drama school for being too shy. <laughs> That's crazy, right? <laughs> Think about this, this group that went international. This music group that changed the face of music. The Beatles. The Beatles were turned down by a record company because guitar music was on the way out. It's not. <laughs> it changed the way the music industry was. Michael Jordan, the greatest of all times. I don't care who tells you that, you know, Kobe Bryant or, you know, whoever that other person is, LeBron James, yeah, is the greatest of all time. No, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all times. But guess what? He was cut from his high school basketball team. Did you know a teacher once went and told Thomas Edison that he was too stupid to learn anything? Yeah, isn't that crazy? All these things, you know, that they were told all these things. They experienced so much difficulty. Take Walt Disney. Many of us have, have watched some of the movies, even the cartoons of Mickey Mouse and things like that. Walt Disney was fired from a newspaper because he lacked imagination and had no original ideas. Imagine all these people in pop culture without Thomas Edison, without the Beatles, without Walt Disney, without Michael Jordan. Their knowledge, their creativity, their imagination was shaped because of their struggle. And they impacted society in many ways. Our relationship with Christ is very similar. Being a Christian is not easy. No one promises it will be. Jesus assured us that we will face difficulty. When in John 16, 33, he says, I told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. We will have troubles. It's not an if you have troubles. <laughs> it's when. We will. We'll have troubles. We'll have trials. We'll have struggles. But he has overcome the world. Paul goes on in 2 Timothy 3, 12, he says, All who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. <laughs> so have, have you went through trials? Have you been persecuted for your faith? If not, maybe there's an issue with your life. It's been said that, you know, if you wake up in the morning and you don't meet Satan head on, then chances are you're heading in the wrong direction of life. Because if you are living for Jesus, if you are following after him and doing the things that he said and becoming like him, then guess what? Satan is going to be offended. He is going to be 
scared because you have power and you have authority that is given through Jesus Christ. And so Satan wants to attack that because there's risk. Because you are living a life that makes a difference and that can transform a world. And Satan doesn't want that. In the Bible, people were full. There was many people full of issues. They had all kinds of issues. They were real people with real pain. We tend to put these heroes of faith up on pedestals. But guess what? They were real people just like each one of you. They had struggles. They had pain. They had difficulties. They had trials in life. Take Adam and Eve. They carried around the knowledge that they had messed up the ideal world for all mankind. Take Noah. He was ridiculed for building a boat for 75 years. Take Abraham and Sarah. They couldn't have kids for a long time. Take Jacob. His brother wanted to kill him, and he was accidentally married to the wrong woman. Take Joseph. His brothers betrayed him, and he was thrown into prison for something that he did not do. Take Moses, who ran away from home, and the people closest to him turned against him. Take Solomon. He had 700 wives. Enough said. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just had to throw that one in, slip it in there. 700 wives. Woo! I love you. (laughs) Take Paul. Paul always wanted, uh, people always wanted to kill him. They were after him. Jesus Christ. His friends betrayed him and denied even knowing him. More than that, the people who he had come to save actually turned against him and killed him. (laughs) Billy Graham once said this, The Bible warns that the Christian life isn't a bed of roses, but of battle, of warfare, of conflict. How do we worship in the midst of pain? How do we worship in the midst of conflict? How do we worship in the midst of battle? Do we praise Him anyway? For He is worthy. He is worthy. 1 Peter 4.12 says this, Dear friends, Do not be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. The early Christians went through a bunch of pain, a bunch of trials, a bunch of suffering. And they needed to be reminded a time or two that this difficulty is expected. Jesus Christ even told them that they were going to carry their cross. And he challenged us to carry our cross as well. He suffered. We're going to suffer as well. God will sometimes allow the temperatures of our lives to heat up through our trials, through our pain, so that it grows us, so that it makes us more and more like him. People like to say this. God won't allow you to go through the things you can't handle. God won't allow you to go through the things you, won't, you can't handle. It's a misquote. It's wrong. It's not right. You've been told that over and over 
again. But let's look at Paul. What does he say here? He says this. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, he says this. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can step up under it. God doesn't promise to keep you out of things you can't handle. He'll actually throw you into sometimes things that you can't handle. But what he promises, that you're not alone in it. That he's there with you. That he supplies the strength. That he supplies the way out. But no, we can't go through it on our own. It's through him who gives us strength. There's a huge difference. He promises that we won't be tempted beyond what we can handle. We ourselves can handle. But through the power of, of Jesus Christ living in us, we can overcome the things of this world. We can overcome the trials. We can overcome the difficulties. I love to travel. Anybody love to travel? I really enjoy traveling. Uh, I love to travel. My favorite mode of transportation is by plane. Some of you are like, oh, I never am going to get inside of a plane. Let me tell you this. It's probably more safe <laughs> to get in that plane than to get in our cars and go down the road. The stats show. But I tell you what, I love to travel by plane. And I was traveling in June. We went to Uganda. And I had to go through different hubs. You can't go straight from Charlotte or Greensboro or wherever all the way to Uganda. It would be a, a faster flight. You know, just go right over the, the, the water and land in Uganda. But you can't. There's things called hubs. Airport hubs that you have to go through to get to other destinations. So, for instance, you know, I've been many places, and I've been to Atlanta. Atlanta is one of the international hubs. You go there. I've actually been, I've had to go to Atlanta. I think it was we flew to Atlanta, and I had to fly all the way to Detroit to land in Charlotte. Right? It just doesn't make sense, right? But it's because of the way the hubs work. And so whenever I was on the way to Uganda, I had to stop in D.C. Then I was directed to Brussels. And Brussels, then I went to Uganda. Right? We go through hubs. I think in life we go through similar hubs through life as well. Spiritually, I believe that sometimes it's difficult hubs at times. We want to go straight Right, You've heard a, the, best, the fastest way to any place is a straight line. Well, sometimes life doesn't bring us straight lines. It's ups and downs and you know, turns and all different kinds of ways. Spiritually, I think there's not very many non-stop flights to God's will. I think sometimes to God's will we have to go through tough times. We have to go through difficulties. But what we find there is that God is strengthening us. We need to worship by choosing joy like James says in James 1. We've been spending some time in Bible study and we talked about this week that, that you can choose joy. It's a choice. A lot of people want to be happy. Happy is an emotion that you have. It's a feeling. 
Joy is much deeper. It's something that we can choose in the middle of life's difficult times. We can choose joy. My brothers and sisters in Haiti, whenever I was at their church service, they were in the toughest time after the, the earthquake that hit them in 2005. They were in such a tough time, and, or 2010, whatever it was. They were in such a tough time, I went and visited them, and I was in their church service, and they were dancing to bring their offering. I don't know about you. I've never been in an American church where I've seen anybody dancing to give money. <laughs> But yet they were dancing to give their offering because they knew that God was good and he's worthy of all their praise. We can choose joy in the midst of times that are tough. James goes on and he says it's a testing of our faith. The testing of our faith. We, we go through tests in times. We go through difficulties. These are tests. And that is a actually silversmith word. We talked about this at Bible study that, you know, this silversmith, what they do is they dip that silver into that hot fire over and over. And whenever they dip it into the hot fire, the impurities come up out of the, the silver and they, they clean that silver off. And then they dip it right back into the hot fire over and over until the, all the impurities come up and out and they smoothen. It's just they, they know it's a pure silver and it's beautiful whenever they can look at that silver. And they see their image reflecting back at them. God does the exact same thing in your life. When you go through tough times, when you go through difficulties, when you go through trials, He is taking you, going through those tough times and strengthening your faith so that He can look down at you and see His reflection back at Him. His reflection, not my reflection. The Christian walk is for me to reflect God to other people and back to Him as well through worship. See, people, you know, we go through national disasters, hurricanes. We just went through one. We go through tornadoes. We go through floods, tsunamis, all different kinds of things. Most people leave their homes and, and go away from their homes whenever the first warning, warning notice comes out, which... To be honest, I think that's probably safer, right? To go and do that, to leave and, and go to protection. But few stay in their homes and wait out the storm. But there's a big contrast. If you look at the media and the way the newspaper and the media shows of the contrast with those who stay and those who go, there's a big contrast. Those who stay, the hearts of those who stay, the survivors who stayed, they are full of gratitude, because they are still alive. But yet, those who return, the contrast is, is that whenever they return, they're devastated. And they feel anger. There's a difference. You know? We need to learn from our storms. Spiritually, we need to learn from our storms. Spiritually, a lot of times, we like to run from our storms. Actually, um, Christians in America, North America especially, like to pray that God would deliver them from their trials. While Christians around the world in developing nations, they pray for the grace to persevere. May we learn from our trials. And may we respond with praise. In Isaiah 61, 3 it says... To provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning. 
and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. A garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Some of you are here this morning, you're going through hard times, you're going through trials, you're going through difficulties. May you put on the oil of joy instead of mourning. May you put on the garment of praise instead of falling in despair. May you not run from your storms, but you go head on to your storms and let God take you through it. Like the psalmist said in Psalm 23, that he leads us through the valleys of shadow of death. May he lead you. He promises to never leave you nor forsake you. Maybe, may you hold on to that promise in the middle of those valley lows. And may we respond with worship for he is worthy. So my question is, how will you fight the battle? Billy Graham said, you know, this Christian life is like the one of battles, of conflict. My question for you this morning is, how will you fight your battles? Will you respond with joy or will you respond with despair? Will you respond with praise or will you start to blame oneself or other people in your life? May we respond with praise. See, God wants to take us out of our mess. And what does he want to turn it to? A message. He wants to take our mess and turn it into a message. He wants to take our test and turn it into a testimony. I don't know about you, but I have that. I've been through some really tough times in life. That I could easily turn to other people and blame them for my life's tough situations. Or I can walk with God through it all. The past three months, just to be honest with you, has been pretty difficult in my life. <laughs> I moved here, and um, I was excited. I really am. I s- still am excited about being your pastor. But I bought a house that I was lied to about. There's injustice in this world. People will lie to you. Even though you have a contact tract in your hand, they could still lie to you. And so I was forced to replace my septic tank. I was forced to replace my AC units. I don't know about you, but if you've replaced those, you know that that's pretty costly. Especially whenever you have to get a pump tank and pump all the sewage out. from, So it doubles the price. Well then, guess what? With this storm, while everybody was dealing with your power outages, which I, I was struggling for you i had power but what i had was also a flooded basement so i was forced the next day to rip up all my carpet and i'm like god why am i going through this why is this house so struggling we go through life's difficult times i could respond with praise or i can fall in despair And I tell you this morning, I'm turning to praise. I'm turning to joy. Because guess what? He is worthy. He is worthy. When I go through tough times, I think about my brothers and sisters in other places that are going through tough times as well. May I suffer with them. And may other people find glory in that. May somebody come to know Jesus Christ Because they see the way we respond to life's difficulties. May we put on the garment of praise. This morning I'm just going to open up the altar.
Maybe you're going through a tough time. Maybe you're falling into despair. Maybe you just feel like God is, you know, far away, so to speak. But God is here, and he's wanting to walk through life with you. And so they're going to sing a song, and I'm just encouraging you to respond. Come to the altar. Seek God.